0: In this episode, we serve the tea on some of our favorite magical TV shows.
1: Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring.
0: And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams, a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and soulpreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. So, Miss Belinda, what's in your cup this week? Well, in my cup, um, I have soda not
1: gonna lie it's also part of my life cup right now where this week is all about learning to choose my battles because when they say it rains it pours it's it, yeah so it's crazy so I'm learning to pick my battles that's what I've been dealing with. I was kind of felt guilty about having soda now I don't you know I'll get back on that horse when when it's ready but it was kind of crazy trying to give up sugar and caffeine when you're going through hell week so yep yeah, yeah. that's my uh what's going on in my life cup but what about you christy what's in your cup this week
0: well in my cup i'm actually drinking tea a little fruity iced tea i guess i never drink iced tea but it's one of those like raspberry wine kind of flavor ones so it's okay and in my life cup i think i've mentioned on here before that i'm doing a priestess program if not hey i'm doing a priestess program <laughs> and we are really diving deep now into the actual technical hands-on stuff. And so I'm learning new ways to offer our own ceremonies and circles and such, but also we're diving into uh, learning how to do weddings and end-of-life services and any kind of rites of passage and transition. And, and I'm really excited to learn how to do all those because I think it would be fun fun to be able to lead those ceremonies and help others, you know, bring the appropriate attention and appreciation that different life transitions deserve. Our society has gotten so far away from honoring big rites of passages that we all go through and just letting them slip on by. And that's what life is all about. So I'm really excited to be learning that and eventually to be sharing it with everybody. That's what's in my life cup. It's exciting. I think that you'd
1: be wonderful at that too. You have the right kind of hearts and mindset and energy that would lend to making some of those transitions are very sacred moments. Yes. So I could imagine you'd be really good. So yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that you're, that you're getting to do this and explore it. Well, thank you.
0: I appreciate that. So before we serve the tea, we just want to invite you to hit the subscribe button or the plus button or follow or whatever it is on the platform you're listening to us so that our new episodes are always queued up for you. We also hope that you will follow us on the social media as we're on Facebook and Instagram and one of these days coming to TikTok. Also, other listeners would love to know what you think about Starlight Tea. So if you feel called, we really invite you to leave a review so other people can discover what we're talking about and become listeners as well.
1: And let's serve the tea. Okay, so last week we talked about magical books. And it was such a fun episode to, to uh, record and to listen back through. It was our chance to really kind of just have fun and share some of those books that have really touched our hearts and given us exactly what we needed in the moment. So we wanted to kind of continue in that same thread. But instead of books, we wanted to talk about our favorite magical TV shows, which is funny because when we started talking about them, we have a very long list um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we're not even going to hit all of them. And if you're like me, who sometimes gets brain fog, you're going to wake up three o'clock in the morning and realize, holy cow, I forgot one of my favorites. Maybe that's a good thing. If we don't by any chance talk or include any of your favorites, please, please, please leave a comment
0: uh, either here or when we post on social media,s and let us know what you think. Yeah, I want to agree. Please leave in the comments because one, we might have just forgotten it, and we all—we're both—we love talking about our favorite shows and our favorite characters, and especially our favorite gorgeous leading men and women. But two, maybe we haven't watched it yet, and it's something that we can add to our watch list because we're always looking for something new yes. to watch, right? We're
1: always hunting because when this is your favorite genre to read and to watch and to write, you pretty much devour things as they come out. So finding new shows, man, it's like national treasure. You're looking for it. So (laughs) please, by all means, let us know. (laughs) That is one of my favorite movies, by the way. But, um, yeah, so did you want to kick us off this, this episode, Christy? Where do we start? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i actually think we need to start with the classic that at least for me probably started it all which i never even thought of until we were making this list and that would be the original bewitched with the tinkle tingle think when she wiggled her nose and made magic happen i love that show i wanted to be her so bad or be her daughter i just did you watch it belinda you were in australia then yeah we
1: got it in australia i remember watching bewitched yeah Always, her hair always nice and perfect. Doing magic yeah. in the house. And she, that's how she would clean it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wish that I had that.
0: I know. Me too. <laughs> that's the one thing <laughs> I'm you robbed. Like, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna let you talk about what I know Woo! is both of our favorites. <laughs> How long do
1: we have? <laughs> this could Not be like a whole episode the series. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. The uh, show. If you love fantasy magic, paranormal, all that supernatural kind of stuff, it's there in the title. Supernatural. Oh my gosh, this is just I have so many feels and thoughts about this. I remember a friend trying to get me to watch this. I made it about a minute and 28 seconds into the show when creepy, suspenseful music and then uh, Sam's little mobile over his cot started to move weird. And I was like, yep, nope. And so then my friend's like, no, no. Oh, I watched, I think it was Yellow Fever. And oh, there was another one. <laughs> that and was hilarious. Looked. <laughs> Oh my gosh, (laughs) I felt so hard for Dean Winchester. And to me, it's all about the relationships of these two boys. Now, if for some reason you've been living under a rock or for some reason, haven't seen Supernatural, um, haven't heard about it. Oh my gosh, get on it. It's 15 seasons of just character arc and story arc of, um two brothers their father goes missing one uh hasn't been back in a couple of days so they need to go out because they're hunters they hunt the paranormal they hunt the monsters and through their adventure of hunting and looking for their dad you get to know angels and demons and all kinds of like folklore even kind of urban uh myth urban legend kind of uh stories but woven uh, creatures but woven throughout there is this beautiful st- relationship with this br- these brothers and what it means to be family and it's the family doesn't end in blood but yeah absolute favorite dean winchester castiel uh, i can guarantee as you watch it you'll come to love different
0: characters and i know you're a dean girl aren't you christy I am. I'm a Dean girl, but supernatural when it comes to the magic stuff. I mean, it's a it's fiction. It's a TV story, and one of the things that just cracks me up is when they're we've talked about this. Okay, so Sam is the brother who's like the smart one and does all the research, and he knows all the things, and he actually does spells and everything. But they finally, and they're several several seasons in when they finally say it. But they get to Halloween. But he calls it Sam Samhain. And I just busted out laughing when I was watching that episode. Because <laughs> like, I was no. like, come on, guys. You should know how to pronounce that.
1: <laughs> I mean, we've if all done will. it.
0: If you're truly hunters, you should know. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed at first with how they treated witches in this lore. And you have to just remember that with any of these TV shows, it's that specific show's world and their magic system. Okay. And so in that one, witches are always gross and evil and terrible. And so that was kind but of disappointing. Until. Uh, really? Yeah. Until- it's, again, it's, it's that character
1: development, it's the story arc. You see such incredible, like, so yeah, if you're yeah. someone who watches like Christy and gets disappointed, keep watching because yep. you will watch them come together and. Oh my
0: gosh! I just the show is need really so much about <laughs> redemption. It's about loyalty, uh-huh. family loyalty, and redemption. Mm-hmm. There's
1: a reason why Dean visits me in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Who wants next? Before we have a oh, lot. Yeah, another one.
0: Fun. Okay, oh, no, this is another favorite: Vampire Diaries and The Originals. Ah, <laughs> oh. okay, so. <sighs> Damon. Um, yes. <laughs> Damon and Elijah, for sure. The Vampire Diaries. If you haven't watched it and you start watching it, especially as an adult, it feels very teeny boppy at first. But again, stick with it because it does get a little bit more. I mean, it is of the two shows, it's the, it's the younger set of characters compared to the originals. So if that really isn't your thing, then definitely go to the originals. It takes place in New Orleans. And, I mean, every time I watch it, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, all right, I need a trip to New Orleans. It's time to go. It's been too long. Right. Uh, but, it, it, I mean, you've got vampires in the title, but there are werewolves and there are witches. And especially in the originals, there's a lot of witchcraft.
1: And witches are powerful.
0: Yeah, they are. And their aesthetics of the witches are just... I just always, I just like watching it just to watch. I mean, I like the plots too, but there's just so much eye candy and yeah. not just the characters, but also the, the, their surroundings and, you know, the sets and everything. I just, that's one of my favorites I'll watch over and over again.
1: Me too. I just kind of, oh my gosh, I think I need to rewatch it again. As with Supernatural, the Vampire Diaries and the originals, not only do you have this stuff, but they it has incredible emotion incredible Mm -hmm. like I'll sob through some of these episodes um and they'll they'll hit you just real hard so it's it's there's depth there even though you might not think there is you've just got to stick with it and and
0: you'll find it I was just gonna say I think that comes from really good character development because you get really attached to the characters and you you just feel like you're in that world with them and going through what they are and I I think that's really what draws people in, you know, and we're authors, so we know how, how important the characters are over everything. You got to have really good in-depth, multi-dimensional characters. You have to believe it. So yeah, that's what I think yeah. draws me to
1: those, especially those three TV shows. But another thing oh, wow. that uh, the next show that it had a reboot, I didn't really watch the reboot because I loved the original oh, wow. so much, was Charmed. And that was kind of my reintroduction to witches and and things like
0: that. And I really enjoyed, did you watch Charmed? I did not. I watched a few episodes of it, but back when it like was first coming out, I I was raising three boys. That was just not something we watched at the time.
1: Yeah, (laughs) That that was a girl show.
0: (laughs) Right. We didn't um, have
1: phones where we could sit and watch and stream it. I yeah. enjoyed it. It centers around three sisters, the Halliwell's. I won't spoil anything. But they come together to save magic, and they, they discover that they're witches. And again, it's that empowering. It's unlocking the, the truth within yourself and your inner power. Sometimes it can be a little cheesy. But again, the character development through is what hooked you. Um, so I yeah I really enjoyed that show too I haven't watched it in a long time and I remember the last time I thought about Charmed is when I went and got a hug from Brian Krause who plays the white lighter in it so Leo (laughs) so yeah that's my little woohoo got hugged by white lighter (laughs) yeah it's all I haven't watched the new one though I haven't I haven't it's just sometimes the, the original is just too good
0: Yeah, I heard that a lot by fans of the original one that they just refused to watch the reboot. But those who have, I've heard some pretty good things about it. You know, at first they're like, "Uh, I don't know, you know, why why do we have to reboot it? Um, But then I guess those who started watching it, they're liking it. I don't know if it got renewed, though. I'm not sure how that's going. But
1: just a quick thought. I wonder if the reason why the reboot wasn't taken on is because time has passed and also our understanding of magic and we're a little bit more awake and a little bit more exposed to social media and things like that where we can learn things. So it just... It doesn't fit the time. It doesn't fill a
0: need that we have right now. I don't, I would think it would be the opposite because, you know, we're like, we said at the beginning of this episode, we devour these kinds of media and, you know, we're looking for that. And, and I would think I would expect, like I said, I haven't watched, I watched maybe half a season um, of the original and it was like later um, in like just a couple years ago, I started and I think it was before the reboot came out. And maybe that's why I was like, OK, I'm going to watch the original because everybody loved it. And it was kind of cheesy, you know, the graphics. I mean, it, it's older. And so the graphics just weren't all yeah. what you're used to and everything now. But now so I would expect that the reboot, they would have at least updated how they approach all of it and, you know, whether how they're doing it. But I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. But I would think, I mean, like I'm always on the hunt for shows now specifically. It used to be vampires and angels. And now lately I'm on the hunt for more like magic and also historical magic. I'm
1: just thinking that that's that's the hill that they're trying to climb when you're doing a reboot of something. That if you don't get that character development that, that fans are expecting, if you don't hit that straight away, it's tough like Charmed, we had it, Supernatural with the
0: Winchesters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's nature of the beast, I think. Okay, so our next one is Discovery of Witches, which is a newer show. Books have been out. Have you read the books or watched the show, Belinda? I watched the
1: show. I I heard people raving about it and it's, you haven't watched it? No,
0: I have. I read the books and I've watched it. (gasps) Oh, I was like yeah. so good. The first season again, especially if you've read the books, you start comparing and everything and immediately the actors was not what I had in my head. So that threw me off at first, but then once I got into them and I got into the show, I really liked it. The thing is is they stuck as far as storyline fairly close to the books from what I remember. Which means there's three seasons for three books and there's not gonna be any more. So that that was kind of a bummer because I was binge watching it and then I was uh. like, oh wait, they're not making more. I thought maybe they would have continued, you know, the storyline somehow. But they didn't. But I, I, I really enjoyed Discovery of Witches. I liked that um
1: it was about witches and magic and things like that, but it had a different feel to it other yeah. than the ones that we've talked about before, which we you find more in the mainstream, like yeah. CW apps and things like that. So there's something to be said about an an adult version, not an adult version, a more mature, yeah, mature yeah. Uh, episode or TV show. Thought I was talking about porn there, <laughs> adult TV show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Moving on, you recommended this next show to me, The Mayfair Witches. I remember being in, I want to say, high school. And devouring all of Anne Rice's books, so it's been a while, um, and I haven't read them since. So I dove into Mayfair Witches. The show or the books? The the
0: show. I still don't know how I feel about it. I feel like oh, I just don't know. It it was it's kind of a weird one. I di- I didn't read those books. I read uh, the interview with a vampire, but I didn't read the Mayfair Witches books, and I want to. But I watched. It, it was def- It's definitely different. Again, it takes place in New Orleans, which I love. Oh,
1: such a rich backdrop. The the scenery yeah. and the
0: scenes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's very rich. And there's a little bit of overlap. It's the same universe as Interview with a Vampire. So I don't remember in Mayfair Witches if there was any reference to it. But in Interview with the Vampire... In the very first episode of the new one, of the TV show, not the movie with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, but the new TV show. In the very first episode, I think it was, they, they're they kind of joking about the crazy Mayfair witches down the street. So there is a reference to them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So there's, there's a little bit of overlap there. Okay, our next one. The next one. Oh, next one is
1: Merlin. I have a soft spot for BBC shows. You know, I (laughs) just, it it doesn't matter how accurate they are. Anything like fantasy and old time English thing. Yeah. I have a weakness for it and I absolutely loved it. I like the relationship between Arthur and Merlin. Mm -hmm. Sometimes... Not exactly how I'd picture it, but that's one of those things where if it doesn't match my imagination, that's okay. I can still watch someone else's imagination and still enjoy it. So I, I enjoyed it. I didn't like how it ended, but... Um, don't don't say anything. I'm still, no, I'm in the very last season right free. now. free
0: <laughs> I am loving it. I just started watching it a couple of weeks right? ago and it's five seasons. And like I said, I'm almost done with it already.
1: With your busy schedule too. So that shows it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a fun and easy show to watch so I can do other things while it's on too and not lose track of what's going on or anything. And every once in a while I'm like, whoa, wait, I need to go back and look and see what exactly happened there. But for the most part, I just, I, I do, I love Merlin's character. I like the take, it's it's when he's younger, you know, we all think of Merlin as the older yeah. wizard, but this is when he's younger and just learning and Yeah, just the dynamics between them and everything. I love the idea that they're almost like brothers in a way, you know, because neither one of them have siblings. And, you know, even though they didn't really grow up with each other until they're older, but they have that kind of relationship, you know, and then just... Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I really like Merlin. Some of the other things, like you said, the accuracy and the funny thing is, is, you know, every time I go to look up, I'm like, wait, is that right? Is there's so many different versions that it's hard to tell exactly. really what is the original, what is the most accurate or I'm like if you want accurate, you could watch a
1: documentary, right? You're watching for purely for entertainment, just for something yeah. that's like you said, that's just easy to watch. It's a feel-good. And yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. And so don't get hung up on on the facts. The next one is another one that had a reboot. It was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And I remember watching the original with Melissa Someone Heart. I can't remember her middle name. And they're talking. <laughs> cat Salem. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see memes of them all the time. Like I remember growing that. it It's just this really cute, kid friendly, teenage friendly thing to watch with your family. And so when they rebooted Sabrina Teenage Witch, I think it's on Netflix, it's darker and it's edgier. And oh my gosh, I, I like it. I liked seeing where they took it. Sometimes you want a little dirt, like you just that does regret and the way that it's shot is different. Trying to juggle like being a witch and going to high school and all these
0: different obligations. So the the basics are there. It's just a different take. There was a lot of controversy about it, though, because at least the first season, a lot of the magical and witch community was upset because it depicted witches purely as satanic worshippers. Is that right? I only watched, like... Yeah. One episode and then I didn't get into it. So I haven't watched since then. But that was kind of, it seemed like a lot of people were talking about that when it first came out. And I don't know what happened with it after, like if they changed that tone or not. It
1: did the what they kind of worshipped or, yeah, was... The Horned Beast, I just, I felt it was entertaining. I didn't get too caught up in the controversy. I
0: didn't get offended. Sounds like it's it's another one that you have to separate reality from fiction. And just, you know, it does, I can see how it, it, It hurts the community and, and, you know, we're trying to fight the stigma of what it means to be a witch or magical or even a priestess. You know, there's so much stigma there attached to it all. I can kind of understand why that would hurt, but again, it, it's a separation of reality and fiction. And if it's not for you, then you just don't watch it. But if you're getting entertainment value out of it, then
1: yeah, it's hard because sometimes they purposely writers will purposely steer away from truth because it's not it's not going to sell to stations. Oh man, I just dated myself, right? To streaming accounts and <laughs> things like that, right? And so sometimes it is about sensationalizing a TV show. And, yeah, but sometimes people think that controversy is what it gets you to – they don't care about who it hurts. It's going to sell the show. And so more people watch yeah, to check it out. And so – and personally, I know that witches aren't like that. Like some do, and that's that's between them and their how they practice.
0: So I'm able to separate it. But, yeah. So the next one I really liked, um, The Magicians. Have you watched that? I think I started to. Okay. it's um, The books came out about the same time or the, at least the first book. I just remember this because I just started publishing my books in 2010 and, and, you know, going to the bookstores and everything. And this book was just front and center. It's like the adult Harry Potter is what they were calling it. And the TV show, I don't know, I didn't read the books. I don't know how closely it sticks to it. But it's about a college-age dude who finds out he has magic and he goes to a college for magic. And it's very much more adult-oriented. Like, it's like a college, but, like, I say college-age dude, if I remember right, he was just about to get his bachelor's degree. Like, he was on his final exam or something like that. Sounds familiar. It's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And they go to this different world sometimes. And it was very, very good. But I have not watched the, I think it's the final season. There was, if something happened, I don't want to spoil anything. I was like, well, shit, I'm kind of out now. (laughs) That was, you know, it it was like, I'll just say one of my favorite characters died. Because, you know, you get into these stories and that happens. And so, yeah, I haven't been able to bring myself to watch the, the final season on that one. Um, but it is, it's really good.
1: It's funny. I was about to say, it sounds and very much like this
0: other one that
1: I'd watched and here it is. It's the next on a thing called the order. And that if I remember yeah, right, no, it was very different. <laughs> yeah. It's the secret society, magical things are hidden. And yeah, I enjoyed that one too.
0: I did too. I think though there were only like two seasons of it though.
1: Yeah. I could have easily had another season and I think it's on Netflix that that explains it because netflix likes to do these incredible yeah. tv shows especially fantasy magical and then they're like oh sorry we're canceling we're gonna leave you on an eternal yeah, they are, jerks
0: <laughs> yeah they they uh they're very much about the dollar and finding the the really super big hit like uh stranger things and you know the really big ones So yeah that's that's but i don't know and i think also some of these newer ones They just got hit badly by COVID because the actors couldn't, you know, they couldn't uh, record. And so after a while, people start to forget about it. You know, there was, um, oh, I know what's not, we don't even have on our list, Um, Carnival Row. And it was really good, but they only did a few seasons and they wrapped up the last one really quick because they just decided, yeah, we're, we're wrapping it up early. They had expected to do like five or seven seasons and they only did three, I think. You know, COVID just really put such a kink in it and it just took so long to... Like a lot of it was already recorded, but they couldn't get into the editing booths to do the editing because yep. you know it's just Street too policies. many people, too close quarters. Yeah. So and then people kind of forget about it, and then when the, the season finally comes out, they they don't even think about it. You know, <laughs> they don't go back to it. So that really hurt. That really hurt. And I I'm hope I'm wondering what's going to happen to you with the writer's strike in Hollywood lately. You know, so that those things always affect. Some of our favorite TV shows as well, which is a bummer. But but I am one hundred percent, one hundred fifty percent behind those writers. So they can do what they need to do. Okay, the next one. I am kind of cringing because I've never watched. I'm (laughs) it. I know
1: our friendship is on probation. It's like saying that you don't like Dean Winchester. I'm going to steal it off you since you don't know. Once upon a time. Oh my gosh. If you're in love, a lover of fan, uh, fairy tales. Oh my gosh. Ah, you need to watch it. So good. I, I think there's like five or six seasons. I kind of hated that it ended, but it needed to. It's just so good. It follows this woman called Emma Swan. She's in and out of foster care. Her life ends up in one place. And this kid comes and knocks on the door and says, hello, we need you. I'm trying not to spoil. We need you. You need to come to where I am because this whole town, Storybrooke, um, has basically a curse. They're cursed. And they're all these fairy tale characters have been trapped by Cursed, by the the evil witch, and it's all about them trying to fight to break the curse and again, incredible character development incredible story arcs, it takes you all over the place Um, and there's characters that you absolutely love, Sebastian Stan is in there, like hello, ah, the dude Dornan, James Dornan the guy from Fifty Shades, he was in it just, ah. And there's characters who you think you hate, but you read. I really found out that I'm, I'm, I have a type. I'm a villain girl. I love the villain. I love seeing the redemption of a villain. I love seeing the struggle of a villain. So um, if you haven't watched this, I highly encourage it. And that's your homework. Sometime when you have time, <laughs> and I think that's hilarious that I'm even saying that because I know your schedule, Um, just check it out. It's, if, it's just adult, uh, adult fairy tales. So, so good. And, and it has that nostalgia to it. I think that's what you,
0: I loved about it. Uh, that's part of it, yeah. Well, I'm almost done with Merlin. Maybe that'll be the next one I start for binge watch. So good. So good. <laughs> okay, the next one is based on books, Shadow and Bone. And... I think there's two seasons out now, and it is amazing. Have you watched it? No. Okay, I've, that's your homework. <laughs> I've tried. Okay, there are some shows like you said that are easy list,
1: easy to watch. You've got them playing in your background. You can still keep up with everything else that you you're doing. But Shadow and Bones was one of those stories where I have to be able to watch it on my iPad with my headphones, no distractions, because I need yeah. I need to get sucked in in order for me to understand. That's why I I haven't watched a lot of Game of Thrones because it's the same concept where it's an an intense watch. It gives me anxiety. If I blink, I'm going to miss something important and then I'm going to be clueless. But I've heard so many amazing things and I love Benjamin Barnes. So uh, yeah, that's my homework. Okay, I'm looking for one to
0: watch. I will watch that. But Do you want to talk about that? Because, yeah. So Shadow and Bone is based on the books by Leigh Bardugo. I don't know how to say her name. I have not read the books. I want to read the books because I'm not – it takes a while. It's a big production, um, very high dollar, big production. But it's about this land that generations ago, hundreds of years ago maybe, was split by this big rift that's like this – darkness this big dark cloud that has divided the continent and there's a lot of prejudice against those who can wield magic but they also use them as soldiers so like the royalty uses them as soldiers and so there's this conflict and talk about uh, multi-layered characters and villains redeeming themselves and all of that but my favorite, probably my favorite characters out of those is a whole spin off, which is the Six of Crows. And that's about the crows who end up helping the main characters in Shadow and Bone, but they're their own little. Almost like a little gang, and they just their stories are just so ripe with that deep emotional childhood. You know, getting over childhood trauma, healing those wounds, and everything. Oh, it's just so good. So um yeah, I, I really like Shadow and Bone. It, it's it's it definitely has some good character development, and a lot of these. It's not always about the main character either. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's about everybody else. And that's what really draws you in. And so if you get, if you're one of those who gets hooked, like, oh, I don't like the main character. You know, I always, and maybe this is just as a writer, it's like, well, you know, look at the other characters, though. And if you're paying attention, and then you start getting pulled into it. And then usually, eventually, the main character starts having a really good arc, too. But sometimes yeah. the main character is really there to bring everybody else into one place, and I you know that. that is their the, what they're doing. So, but yeah, Shadow and Bone, I, I really like that. There's two epi- two seasons out now, and yeah, I'm ready for the next one. And I'm really hoping they do something with the crows because they are awesome. They are so cool. So oh, it's, I can't wait to watch rich it rich
1: backstory on them. Okay, so if you could order me a few extra hours of the day, that would be wonderful. Right. And I'll get right on that. <laughs> I'll watch it. Okay, the, the next one, it started as books, then it went to a movie, and then it went into a TV show. And it's The Shadow Shadowhunters. Have you watched that? I
0: No, I haven't watched the TV <laughs> show. I watched the movie. And the first time I watched the movie, I was like, they did this all wrong. But then I watched it again. I was like, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. But they didn't continue it. So I don't know. I did read. I read all the first four books. So it yeah. started as a trilogy. I think it started as a trilogy. Then there was a fourth book. And then more got added to it, and it changed points of view. I think I can't remember now. This was a while ago. The books. The first book is called City of Bones. It's not Shadowhunters, so yeah. that's what you're looking for. I devoured those books. I kind of liked the movie,
1: but I really enjoyed Shadowhunters, the TV TV show. It had a more I don't know a better feel to it that I felt. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I always got weirded out when I saw Val- the guy who played Valentine. dad he's the crazy king from rain and I was like oh I don't know it's kind of weird but I really enjoyed it and like you said like the main characters, you think are Clary and uh Jace sometimes they irritated me so Mm -hmm. I I liked the other ones (laughs) I liked oh I loved Magnus yeah and Simon yeah and uh, it was just yeah oh Yeah, Alec and Magnus. (laughs) Right, I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it. That's a sign of not only like a good book, but a good like getting it right. If you're gonna do it, getting Mm. it right when someone can like years later or months later go ah, and it cycles. Like, have have you noticed? Like, you have a cycle of TV shows that you'll watch. And then you'll slide new things in, but when you need that comfort, you go back to your comfort shows. And Shadowhunters Hunters is one of those. And that's because of that feeling that has been generated by good casting, good character development, by being able to infuse that emotion into it. And so yeah,
0: I yeah, I enjoyed Shadow a lot. I really liked the book. You know, um, I, I'm gonna slide into the books for Two points I want to make. first of all, I loved how and to bring the magic into it, how that book used the tarot cards. Um, oh, yeah. is that that was it was very subtle but it was just really cool. I love that twist on it. I started reading it because so many of my readers were saying, oh, this is so much like City of Bones and the Mortal Instruments. That's the name of the um, series, the book series. And so I was like, all right, I should probably check these out and see what everybody's saying. Why, you know, they're so, they, they just reminded. They didn't say they were similar or anything. They just, they're like, if you love City of Bones, you're going to love uh, Soul Savers. So I started reading it and I got like one or two chapters in. And I was like, no, this is not for me. I don't get it, whatever. And I kept getting those comparisons. And so I went back and I was like, okay, I'm going to try it again. No, nope, not for me. And I think it was probably, it was my third try. It might've been a year later. It was Christmas time. And I remember that because I started it a third time and I just devoured it. And I started it on Christmas Eve and it was Christmas day and I could not go to the bookstore to get the next book. <laughs> Did you I that? was so Still frustrated. And that's that's when I decided I really liked Kindle. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because I was able to go on and that, and they were expensive then on Kindle, but I was like, oh this is gosh. the one series. Because I, I had to have the next one. I ended up reading um, all three books because there were only three out at the time, like bam, 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 like within a few days. And they're big books. They are, they're thick. Doorstops. They're pretty good. So, yeah. yeah.
1: But that you raised a point of just because one, it doesn't appeal to you right now doesn't mean it's not going to appeal to you future down. Like for some reason, third time right. is a charm for you. And bam, it just yeah. devoured it. And so sometimes you have to be in the, the right frame of mind.
0: Yeah, that and that's why I brought it up is whether it's books or TV or whatever, especially for women, because we do have such a hormonal cycle that, I mean, there are so many different things that, are affecting you at any point in your life that when you start something, it just might not be resonating. But at another point, you know, it might be a different phase of your cycle or just a different phase in life. Or, you know, maybe some situation has been resolved. And so you're not distracted by that, whatever it is. So yeah, that was a big lesson to me. Like, you know, it used to be, oh, yeah, I started didn't like it, never went back to it. Um, now, if it's something, especially if people I trust are really recommending it, then I'm like, okay, so maybe I just wasn't in the right place at that time, and I'll try, I'll give it another try. I don't yeah. I don't give up on it. <laughs> okay, so the next one is The Witcher, and that's a newer one and definitely very mature adult one. Have you watched The Witcher? <sighs> No, she hasn't. No, no, no. You I might have tell, to, by the way, she's laughing. You, oh. you might have to
1: edit this out, okay? This is just for me and you, Christy, because we have a clean rating. Okay. As soon as you said Witcher, oh. I, went, I went, fuck. Because it's not what you all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Oh. you got to <laughs> say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've watched Witcher. I've watched a few. It, Witcher, again, is another one of those movies where I need brain. I need brain uh, power. To
0: watch, and I need focus, but yeah, it's dark, like, I mean even the the scenery is dark <laughs> you've gotta focus on it
1: and yeah, you've got to focus there's so many different stories going on too that you've gotta but yeah, I've watched it toss a coin to your witcher, yeah I love, I love him <laughs> yes, gosh yeah that
0: one talk about sexy too hmm, yeah, so. I think the newest season is coming out this summer too, yes. which I'm excited about. Unfortunately, I think this is the last one Henry's in. Yeah, I which think is kind of a bummer.
1: That's a controversy in and of itself. Like Liam yeah. Hemsworth yeah. has stepped in to be The Witcher because uh,
0: Henry was going to focus on something else, and then that something else fell through. Well, there was a lot of speculation why, because another thing is is Henry Cavill is a huge fan of the books. And when he first took the role he said I will con- I will be the Witcher as long as it sticks to the books.
1: And Ooh, yeah. so that
0: was another speculation is maybe you know after this third or fourth season i can't remember if it was a third or fourth one that he's going to be done with but um people started you know they were speculating that maybe the, the writers are taking it in a different direction from the books so yeah there is a lot of um i don't think there is ever anything definitive about why he's not continuing with it but it's going to be hard to watch without book <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: just what is this book I'm really excited about this next one because the new season is coming up within, I think, a couple of weeks and that's Good Omens. Oh my gosh, I love this a demon and an angel the companionship the trouble that they get into and things like that and i'm a big fan of david tennant so anything that he's
0: I in i was gonna say, i was waiting for that
1: <laughs> ah, he he'll always be the 10th doctor for me but i love everything that he's in that man is just a genius and so yeah i'm i'm really looking forward i just like that whole balance the counterplay of you know, good versus evil, what's perceived good and evil, the angel, the demon, mm-hmm. and just how these two unlikely allies are thrown together. And they've all got their own agenda, but a lot of the times the agenda coincides. And so I like that. I like that one a lot. Just I'm glad we, I'm glad we threw it on the list.
0: Yeah, I just watched it, actually, um, I think right before I started Merlin. That was the last one I watched before Merlin, Um, So it's it's a recent addition to my favorites list, but I'm really looking forward to the next season. I really like um, the take that a demon doesn't have to be bad. Um, That's kind of what my Soul Savers is about, is the redemption of, you know, what we think of as, as beings who have no hope. They're just eternally damned. And my question when I was writing the Soul Savers, too, was, but are they... Yeah. Can they be forgiven? Can they be redeemed? And so that's what I, I like about Good Omens, too, is I it kind of has a little bit of that bent to it.
1: I once had that conversation with someone about, can they really be redeemed, the worst person? Because I had a story idea for something, and I was told, no, never redeemed, ever. Oh, my gosh, I will never read that book. And then out comes Lucifer, and everyone freaking loves Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like,
0: but I'll that's just me. You. Again, I have
1: a type. I like, I like the bad boy. I like the villain. I like the morally gray. I like the the character that everybody says is unredeemable, like you said. But are yeah. they? There's a there's there's multiple yeah. sides to the story. And I liked as writers, right, that we're able to yes give our voice to that side. What about this?
0: What about that? Yeah, just my two cents on that because. I think that even goes back to Supernatural. Is you start cheering like Crowley's one of my favorite characters on Supernatural, but also (laughs) it's just a different take on angels, a different take on you know so many different things. I mean, like angels are assholes in Supernatural.
1: Uh 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 uh. They're not assholes. They're dicks. (laughs) That's what (laughs) dicks. Yeah. (laughs) Get it right.
0: <laughs> Stop being a dick. Only because dicks is okay to say on <laughs> <laughs> guest TV. But, the
1: <laughs> word. but then also you brought up just real quick another interesting point of in the beginning, Dean and Winchester, There are these, you know, two guys are out hunting monsters and the monsters are bad. But as you go through this entire season, sometimes that line is very blurry that who are the monsters, mm-hmm. you know?
0: right you know, it depends right. on
1: who's telling the story and who's watching the story some might say that Dean and winchester and if they do say this i'll hunt them down but um and make them or <laughs> can't but some say that the winchester boys were the brothers were the monsters because they're out just killing things and, and family business baby interesting it always comes back to supernatural right oh my gosh <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> the next one just came out last year on Netflix, The Sandman. And that's another Neil Gaiman. Good omens and the Sandman are both Neil Gaiman. Books.
1: He's a genius.
0: Yeah. I loved The Sandman. Now there were certain episodes that I was like, okay, let's move on. But for the most part, just the it just has a such a different vibe to it than right. anything I've seen and Long, you know, and I love the magic in it. I love the concept of dream, you know, as a person and, you know, desire and death. I I don't know. I just kind of like a dream. It's like you're in a dream. And that's That's such a good show, too. Yeah. That was another one on Netflix that they really had to fight to get another season, which was surprising, but it was another big budget.
1: I was like, it was number one for. For weeks, like weeks. everyone was talking yeah. about it. Everyone was anticipating it. And then I was like, dude, you're going to make your money back. This is, it's a no
0: brainer. Now the next one is their, their big hit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And now, have you watched this one? Oh, yes, okay. I have. I never it's thought.
0: It's kind of scary.
1: I didn't think that I was going to watch it. And I actually, it's called Stranger Things. I, yeah, that scares yes. the shit out of me. Um, but I saw it enough when people were starting to like, Oh, season four is coming out, season four. So, and that surprised my husband too, that he's like, you're watching Stranger Things. I've been trying to get you to watch this for forever and you won't watch it. And now you are. And again, it was being <laughs> caught up in the feel and the, the emotion of it. And I was just sitting here thinking, it's so funny that, um, this is the last one that we're going to talk about before the episode's done, we wrap it up. But if I remember right, there's no, there's no fantasy magic other than it's more sci-fi fantasy. There's no witches. There's no vampires. There's no this. No, what it is is a group of kids, a group of friends who believe in themselves so much. It's their own magic that helps them fight against these things that are trying to destroy them, that are trying to destroy their friend, that are trying to creep in to the world. And I thought, you know what? What a powerful reminder after we spent this episode talking about all these magical things that we ourselves, that humans can be just as magical, right? Am I forgetting something? Well, we are.
0: Yeah, 11.
1: Yeah. eleven,
0: And her... I wouldn't call her a witch, no, she's not a witch. But there was definitely supernatural going on there, supernatural stuff going on there. Yes. And the whole upside down world. I mean, that's definitely not. And, and and what I find fascinating about Stranger Things is it's multiple genres in one show that just works. And I remember seeing after the first or second season came out a meme about how the adults are in a mystery Um, Trying to Find a Missing Child. The the kids are in an adventure, you know, like an E.T. type of adventure. The teenagers are in a horror story. (laughs) And then, you know, now we're talking about is it magic or is it science fiction? And it's kind of both because they don't explain everything really like the upside down world. That's Mm -mm. not really science fiction because it's not scientifically made, you know, it didn't come out of science or technology or anything. It's another realm, but it, you know, is it really magic though? So, and I think that's just really what makes that show work so well. And then again, just the character development and the relationships and how it all comes together. And, you know, it's like you're watching these, different shows all at once and then you see it all come together and and again like you said the relationships and the magic between them and within them and
1: I got a glimpse into my husband's childhood too like as an 80s like I was born in 75 so yeah I grew up in the 80s too but I grew up in a different country and so a lot of the right. references in Stranger Things were some I could identify with, but some were solely for him. And I was like, really, this is, this is it. And so there's that nostalgia part too for all of us 80 babies. yes,
0: Yes. And actually, yeah, the kids are my exact age. You know, I figured out because of their grades, I was like, wait a minute, that's exactly what grade I was in, in that year in the 80s. So um, it was very nostalgic to me.
1: Stranger things would have been over within a couple of episodes if they had cell phones and they had the internet, right? Yeah. Like it, I look I, I think now, stranger things, how the hell did we survive? Things were so much different. <laughs> and it was only a couple of decades ago, like things have dramatically changed. That's generation X, right. I didn't think that I'd like it. I But a lot of that scary, like, close my eyes. I still close my eyes at stuff like that. So, man, we, could, we managed to squeeze it all in there.
0: We did. We did. And there's so many, again, that we probably missed. And we're going to wake up like, how could I have forgotten that one?
1: Yeah, um, so please
0: do drop it in the comments. So thank you. That was a fun episode, Belinda. Anytime I get to talk about Dean Winchester... Some of my other favorite <laughs> and there
1: characters. there we are, back to Dean. <laughs> it always comes back to Dean. Really, honestly, and truly comes back to him. Love that man.
0: So now we come to sharing our Starburst. And I'm going to start with Natasha Dobney, who is one of our contributors for Moonbeams Magazine. She writes our Southern Hemisphere section for the Australians, Woo-hoo. and she has a company called Evolution of Soul, and she is just amazing. Okay, so I met Natasha when I took a class last year for running circles, women's circles, and she was my mentor, and she is just incredible. She is so magical and so when I think of the wild woman she, I just feel like that's her like she I don't want to give away her whole story it's not my story to tell but she's just been through some amazing things and just very magical way of navigating life and so her company evolution of soul she does different types of classes she is a tarot oracle and so the, her current offering, there's an ad in Moonbeams magazine this month that just came out. For this, it's a 10-week immersion in learning uh, tarot. So her website, we'll put in the show notes, but real quick, it's just bit.ly slash And you can learn more about that class that she's just about to start if you want to if you're really interested in learning tarot that's my starburst what's yours Belinda okay so my
1: starburst today is I want to just shine a little light on another uh, podcast group that is on our network the once upon a podcast network and that is bit of boo with Stacy and Rue and I love these two I love listening to them they have a great chemistry great great sense of humor and that's where I love the premise where they surprise each other and they talk about real life, true crime and share facts that uh, the other might not know about hauntings, just strange and, and paranormal things. And they bring it with just such humor. And I listen to it with my husband in the car and even he's just cracking up. And uh, the two podcasters are Stacey Rourke and Ruvali. Both of them are best-selling award-winning authors. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely give them a listen. They are hilarious and you learn things too. So it kind of softens the whole, ew, that really happened. And oh my gosh, that's scary it kind of softens it. That's my starburst for today. So thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving another deliciously magic cup of tea. So you can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, GoodPods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM.
0: In the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and one of these days TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.